Hey, you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. It is one of my top favorite holidays because my name is in the holiday. And you're wearing red. What? You're wearing red. red. Yeah, I know, right? See, I'm celebrating. Um, I, I can't get enough of Valentine's Day. It's one of my top favorites. Um, but our episode today is what the heck is self-love? We're going to dig into it, <laughs> dive into this topic because it's a topic that's been going around, self-love, self-care, self-everything, but what is it actually? Um, you know, when Jennifer and I started working through a lot of our emotions, um, we knew that we were wired to be loved. We knew that already. We could receive love from others, but the idea of giving to ourselves while also giving to everyone else seemed impossible and pointless. So for me, you know, it's like I'd go, if I wanted to do something for myself, I'd go get a pedicure. And I remember thinking like, this is nice, but it's definitely not filling my cup. It's not, it's not doing it. That, that self-care wasn't actually like, it didn't make me feel loved or cared for. It just was the thing. So as we kind of broke down the idea of what self-love is, um, we realized that it's a whole lot more than just getting a pedicure or taking an Epsom salt bath. Yeah. So, um, I was in here thinking as, <clears throat> as a mom, as a business owner, as a teacher, I've been and am all three. Um, I just think about like what, you know, what does it look like when you're missing self-love <laughs> and mm-hmm. what it, looks like and felt like to me, you know, a couple of years ago was that I was so empty and dried up that it didn't matter how badly I wanted to give. It didn't matter how much I wanted to like make other people's lives better. Um, how much I wanted to teach them like to receive love. You know, you said we were able to, like, we knew that it was like kind of our birthright to be loved. Right. But there was a disconnect that to be able to give that to other people and like you're that's in your personality too. Like you're definitely like a family oriented, mm-hmm. you know, love my family, but what ends up coming out of you when you're dry, that dried up yeah. is typically not love. It's not the love that you really want to be able to give. It's not the service that you want to give as a business owner. It's not that compassion as a teacher to have patience and all well, of that. Stuff. And for me, like even more than what I could give, what I found is that I was, constantly in situations where I should feel surrounded mm-hmm. and like, like from the inside out, cup full, full of joy, full of love because I was with my favorite people doing my favorite thing, but I still didn't feel filled up, loved. Like I still just felt, I don't know. It's like the joy aspect was missing. Yeah. Even when I was doing the things that should. Your head recognized it, but your heart just wasn't feeling wasn't receiving back the head and the heart yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay and so um jumping from self-love into a topic that we're going to be talking about more this month and we're going to have elisa allen um our favorite therapist back on with us we're going to talk about intuition because the two are very connected Mm -hmm. and you know starting with knowing how to give yourself love is like you know there's the lists out there of baths pedicures just like you said um very, you know, superficial type of self-love kind of things. And it's Valentine's Day. It's the day that we do gestures for people and whatnot. And then there are the love languages and knowing, you know, what love you need from others. But we don't talk about what we're supposed to receive from ourselves or where that comes from or where to get it. Um, And I think a lot of it has to start with cleaning some things up 
to know and trust your intuition. Um, just having compassion for yourself. That's something we won't get into a ton. Maybe that's our next episode is like really defining what this like self-compassion looks like with some practical things are you can do. We all want a checklist, right? We yeah. all do so desperately. Give me the checklist to life and let me, you know, just easily fix these little problems and keep moving. But um, we're going to kind of go deeper into like intuition because a lot of your answers and a lot of that self-love that you need really maybe like in you, but stuck somewhere. So intuition, it's, it's not as woo woo thing as it once maybe has been coined. And it's something that's not taught when you go to college. It's not taught for business leaders. No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) It's not taught for teachers. I, you know, I was the best teachers are intuitive about knowing when their kids need them or what they need from them or how to word something. It's not taught how to be intuitive. It's taught how to put lesson plans together based on standards, but the, the skill of intuition is not taught in these things. Even pastors need it, especially pastors need it. You know, people who are leading um, people into, you know, spiritual, emotional health. And we just aren't taught. And I don't think we're, I don't think we even believe it that you can trust yourself. I think we're taught the opposite a lot. We are absolutely taught the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So you can trust yourself, but we're going to talk about how to get there. Um, you can trust yourself to know what you need. You can trust yourself to know what others need. Um, I think fear tells you that you're going to mess it up if you, if you rely on yourself, but we're going to get into that. Um, so you, that's true. You, you might be afraid to trust yourself and it's wise to maybe not trust what feelings you have until there is some healing and emotional release. Um, you know, therapy deals with a lot of emotional release, like talking it out, even some more mind body connection type therapies that are involved. EMDR is like a, you know, going back into a wound and healing it up. And then that mind-body connection is really important to be able to actually release the the frequency, the vibration, the feeling, the all the other stuff that you just can't put your finger on or explain that gets stuck in your body. It's important to release that. So we almost never trust our heart. There, you know, is a lot of advice out there about not trusting your heart. Yet more signals are sent from the from the heart to the head than from the head to the heart. Um, there are neurons, there are electromagnetic frequencies sent out from your heart that tell your head what to do. Even when your head wants to rationalize it away, the heart's still kind of screaming like what it wants. In an unhealed or a broken or a frustrated um, or a disappointed heart will obviously, you know, be asking for a lot of help. And that's where we're talking about self-love missing. Um, That heart is asking for things that it hasn't gotten, you know, either from others or from yourself. And that causes a lot of confusion, frustration for the head. And rationality and logic are, you know, facts and they feel safe because it's kind of like the checklist. Like, give me the checklist of what I need to do, how I need to be, how I need to show up, how I need to dress, the things I need to say. But really, like, we've got to get into this practice of aligning our head and our heart and the rest of our body, which we're going to explain in just a minute. Yeah, you know, I think that's the thing is that we often forget how much our head, our heart, and our body are so interconnected. And from a scientific standpoint, we actually have three brains. Um, Each of these brains is a like really sophisticated system of like, you know, neurons and neurotransmitters and all of that 
stuff, right? And they're able to receive and process information and store it and then access it when it's needed. So these three brains in our body can actually sense, learn, remember, communicate, and change. Um, the first brain is our cephalic brain, which is actually the head. Um, and it's got 86 billion neurons. I mean, it's, you know, the seat of our language, our cognition, our consciousness, and our creativity. Um, but then we have a heart brain. And this heart brain is called the cardiac brain. And it has 40,000 neurons that operate independently from the head brain. Okay. Um, and it handles our emotional processing, expression of values, interpersonal connections, things like that. And then last we have the enteric brain and that involves our gut. And there's a hundred million neurons within the gut. And that controls like self-preservation and mobilization. It responds to challenges. Um, it's really the power center of your body. And these three brains work together to factor into our intuition. And what I think we have to realize is that a lot of times when we're dealing with self-care, self-love, we, we deal with the brain part of it. Maybe we rest or we, or we, you know, go get the pedicure or whatever. But if you're not also factoring in that heart perspective of having compassion for yourself and, and really um, just. Well, I think what it looks like when we're not having compassion for yourself, it's like, you know, so many people say, here are some things you can do for self-love. And it might be, you know, do a facial treatment, get a pedicure, go take a bath. Um, I think Brene Brown is one that's really like pushing people to realize that self-care and self-love is not about those things. It's a lot deeper than that. But what it looks like to not have self-compassion for yourself um, is accepting responsibility for problems in your life. Like they're all your fault. And you may not necessarily say the words, they're all your fault, but you probably do take on more anxiety, more confusion, more frustration, and you accept those kind of as your lot because you can't fix it. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, if you can imagine that if whatever it is that's weighing on you is gone and suddenly you feel so much lighter, mm -hmm. then you're carrying a load that you really need to have some compassion on yourself. It's not, and it's not about being hippy dippy and saying, oh, well, just quit worrying about it. Like that's right. almost impossible to quit worrying about it. What you need is you like you need this like create these creative solutions these like better feelings a better perspective about the situation so that solutions that aren't just from your brain can come in and kind of fill the gaps and and things will click better when you don't put all of the responsibility on yourself to fix it really to control it we want the control is really what we want uh, absolutely yeah <laughs> so what it, i guess what it looks like whenever you don't have that self-compassion is you might be a little bitter. Mm -hmm. um, you might have just laid down all of your power within yourself to make choices, to, you know, feel like you have other options. Like you just feel helpless. Mm -hmm. And then that might either makes you feel afraid, angry, or like a failure, like shame. Um, so when we're talking about self-love, it's, it's such a deep, topic like it's not just oh I love my hair right right absolutely <laughs> proud of you know <clears throat> how tall I am or whatever like those are superficial things that they matter too like you you should love every cell of your being but at the same time like how much compassion do you show yourself in situations versus how much responsibility do you pile on yourself to fix things that are not yours to fix. We right. say it all the time. Like you have choices, you have power. You're always in control. You're in control of you. 
you're in control of what's inside of you and not a whole lot else. Yeah. I mean, you have, you can make choices that affect the outside, but you cannot control other people and how they think, react. Um, you know, business owners, you cannot control necessarily how fast your business grows. You can control how you show up in it, how you serve people. You can control, you know, carrying out plans, having, um, and having creative, creative ideas is exactly what we're about to get into. Sometimes we just get blocked up whenever we. And that's the thing. If we don't control them, Mm -hmm. if we don't control what we can't control, which is our emotions and how we think about it and deal with it, then all of it's just going to get shoved down and block, mm-hmm. you know, the, the receptivity between the heart, the brain and the body, yep. which then leaves us in a lot of confusion, um, negative feelings, overwhelm, all those things that keep you stuck. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think we realize when we're taking on responsibility that isn't ours. I think we believe it fully is ours. That's why we well, take it. In. And we've been taught our whole life that you Like, if you want to make it happen, you better make it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like, stuff's not just gonna, you know, you you gotta (laughs) work your butt off to get anything. And, you know, it's not necessarily true. I was looking the other day for inspirational quotes. So I typed in inspirational quotes for success. They were the least inspiring things I've ever seen in my life. They're like, like, you need to do better. Uh I'm yeah, like, it's like you need to flip all those inspiring things that we've learned our whole life upside down. And then you actually like, then you can actually have some compassion for yourself. So you may be like, your head could be swimming like, okay, how do I know if I've done this? Like, how do I know where I've taken on responsibility that wasn't mine? How do I know when I've placed blame on myself? How do I know when I have shoved down emotions? Well, you have, <laughs> we all, we all do it. We do it every day and we're always refining and we're always getting better at knowing where that line is and knowing how to release control, how to surrender outcomes to accept, you know, it's not about being passive, but it's about accepting that I've done what I can. I trust where I am. I trust myself to make good decisions, but we've got a little exercise for you that I'm going to explain just in brief. Um, and then I'll give you the steps on how to do it. But we were talking about mind, heart, and body or gut connection and learning how to connect your body and your mind is something I absolutely love. That's one of the things Elisa and I have really, um, in our area that we live, really set out to want to help people do better. And we, we lead a bar class um, where we work with a bar instructor and we use essential oils and she does guided intentions to help people really connect that mind and body aspect so that your, your body and your gut and your heart all of the flow of everything in your body is actually agreeing with these beliefs. Like, yeah, I believe I'm supposed to have self-love, but the rest of me isn't cooperating. So when you've shoved down frustration for too long, your, you know, bitterness, confusion, helplessness, whatever it is, there is a breathing exercise that helps you to release the proper chemicals in your body that actually help you to feel um, the truth. And here's a, there's a Bible verse from first Timothy chapter one, verse seven, it says, for God gave us the, sorry, not, not the spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind. I copied and pasted on my notes and it didn't copy in the right order. I was like, that's not right. Um, Yeah. So God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So if you've got a spirit of fear, if you're carrying that around, if you've got a spirit of frustration from prolonged fear of not having the answers and not being able to fix things, that's not from God. That's not your wiring. That is not your birthright. That is not how you were designed. You were wired for love. He gave us power. So Sorry, what's that? Why you feel so uncomfortable? Yes. yes. Around something you weren't wired for. 
feel defeated, you feel heavy, you feel exhausted, you feel burned out, basically. But he gave us uh, the spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. And if you connect those three things, power, there's, that's your gut. That is your power center. If you don't know that, that's where the power in your body, like that's where that feeling rises up from is your gut, the lower half of your torso of love. There's the heart center and a sound mind. There's your head. All three are supposed to be in alignment and at peace instead of being in fear and frustration. So this breathing exercise releases chemicals in your body like serotonin, which by the way, later converts into melatonin and gives you like peace of mind to rest better and sleep. Um, it releases oxytocin, which expands your blood vessels and gives you that warmth, that feeling of a big warm hug and gratitude and appreciation. It completely changes the filter that you see life through. And when you see through a better filter, all of a sudden the solutions that you were trying so hard beating your head against the wall to figure out and make happen out of your frustration, just appear like you see them differently. Um, we gratitude really changes how we receive um, help, how we receive love, how we receive assistance. Um, and it just, it changes the whole way our brain works. And so what you do in this breathing exercise, because the, the hips or the pelvic area of our body is, is our power center. It is also when you shove down emotions where you shove them. So it's like a junk drawer and it holds all of the stuff that you don't want to, or don't know how, or don't know that you can deal with and release. And so therefore you've blocked off your power. So then the heart loses connection. And then the head feels, you know, fear, frustration, um, basically feels disconnected and kind of separate from the solution. So that's where you get under the hamster wheel of I've got to fix this, but I don't know how. So you, you just think about it all the time, all the time, <laughs> think about it harder. That'll work. Um, and so you start the breathing exercise. Should we share the oils first? Do you think we should do the oils and then share the breathing, breathing exercise in that order so that they can have the oils on before they do the breathing exercise? Uh, that might help. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, you want to give, give them the oils and then I'll go into the breathing steps? Okay, yeah, we just did this um, protocol and it's really, really awesome. The, the awesome. oils are, um, they're powerful. Okay, so um, before we do, before you go in and do the breathing, um, if you've got these oils, try them because I think they're really going to help you. What we're trying to do is bring that, that power from the lower belly all the way up into the mind. And so we're starting with ginger and cypress on the lower belly. And you can just put a couple drops of each in your hand and rub it all over your lower belly because that's really going to help create movement. That cypress um, and ginger, they're powerful and they create movement. We're trying to get that movement up um, towards the heart so that it can connect. Um, so do that on your lower belly. Then take geranium and lemongrass and apply those on your heart. And that'll just kind of open the heart um, do the lemon, lemongrass will kind of do some cleaning up work. Um, if there's anything, you know, kind of going on that needs to be cleaned out, um, any kind of toxic thoughts or feelings. Um, and the geranium just is such a good heart opener. It's just, I don't know. It's like the, the oil of love. And then, um, rosemary and Melissa, you will put on the top of your head. So you can just take a drop of each, place it directly on the top center of your head. That's really going to open your mind and, um, allow you to really focus as you do your breathing. Okay, so now that you have those oils on, I'm actually going to walk you through the steps, and then you can just go find a quiet place and do this for like five minutes. Set a timer for five minutes and just do this breathing exercise. 
So step one is you're going to connect into that um, pelvic floor, which is like the muscle that you use when you're trying to not go to the bathroom. Um, so you're going to pull that up and you're gonna hold it. And then imagine you are squeezing up all of the fear, frustration, disappointment, defeat, heaviness, whatever heaviness you've shoved down in there, you're, you're pulling it up. And then you're going to squeeze your belly button and the area above it, which is your solar plexus. You're going to like suck that in towards your spine and flatten your stomach as much as possible. You're pushing and putting pressure on your spine and pushing um, cerebral spinal fluid up your spine to your heart center. And then as you're squeezing all of that and holding it, you're going to take a deep breath, which opens the heart center, pull the shoulders down. So as you breathe in, the shoulders drop while you're still holding the pelvic floor and the solar plexus in. And then you lengthen your neck and you should feel, if you get this right, you should feel this, the spinal fluid pressure go up the top of your head and you'll feel a little bit of sinus pressure in between your eyebrows. And you're stimulating the pineal gland, which is a whole other, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but, so do that pull up the pelvic, pelvic floor, squeeze in the belly button and the solar plexus, take a deep breath and drop your shoulders and lengthen your neck so that that spinal fluid goes up and around the head and hold it for about four seconds before you exhale. Then exhale, just a nice slow pace of like four seconds and then breathe normally for about four seconds and let everything balance back out and then do it again. Pelvic floor, solar plexus, open the heart, lengthen the neck, drop the shoulders, hold it for about four seconds and then breathe out. And then again, breathe normally. And then just keep repeating that for as many times as you feel comfortable, especially if you're just trying it for the first time. But if you can do this for about five minutes with these oils on, you are gonna be releasing all of those junk drawer emotions of fear, frustration, disappointment, heaviness, whatever it is for you. And you're gonna open that connection back up through the heart clean all of it, let the heart process it, let it go through the head, let the head process it, and then it's gone. It is gone for that day. You've got oxytocin, serotonin flowing through your body. You're gonna see life differently. It's gonna feel differently. And when you react to life differently, life reacts differently to you. So hope you enjoy that. And I hope you become more aware of self-compassion, self-love, and all of the things that you are wired to receive and deserve every day of your life. <laughs>